Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Nerd Life Project is sponsored by Cozy Earth. So you know those moments where you slip into something ridiculously soft and comfortable and it kind of feels like a warm hug? That's the Cozy Earth experience. I can still remember the first time I tried their bamboo sheets. It was like wrapping myself in a cozy cloud. But Cozy Earth is not just about bedding. They've got an entire line of loungewear that'll make you never want to change out of your pajamas. My personal favorite is their bamboo joggers. Like everything else they make, they're just incredibly soft and breathable and temperature regulating so you never get too hot or too cold. Perfect for those lazy Sunday mornings or bopping around the house. And the best part, Cozy Earth's commitment to quality means all their products come with a 100-night sleep trial and a 10-year warranty. So if you're looking to transform your home into a sanctuary of comfort, and luxury, I highly recommend giving Cozy Earth a try. Save up to 35% on Cozy Earth loungewear, pajamas, bedding, bath towels, and more. Go to CozyEarth.com and enter the promo code GOODLIFE at checkout for up to 35% off. That's CozyEarth.com promo code GOODLIFE or just click on the link in the show notes and enter the code GOODLIFE. Good Life Project is sponsored by Lexus GX. So have you ever owned something that inspired you to just up your game? For me, it was this high-end mountain bike. I love the ultralight frame, the suspension, the precision gearing, and I realized it deserved to be ridden to its full potential. So I started training harder so I could experience the joy it could give back to me. And it paid off. That bike helped me discover just new levels of performance and straight up joy. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Imagine tackling rugged landscapes with the available 33-inch all-terrain tires and multi-terrain select, then unwinding with the available front row massaging seats. This is a vehicle that inspires you to go further to live up to its full potential. So why settle? Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. So tell me if you find yourself playing either of these roles in this scenario. This is kind of interesting. We actually just, we closed enrollment on a program that you probably didn't even hear of because we really didn't promote it. <laughs> we literally sent one email out and kind of blew out the applications for a program called The Art of Becoming Known. This is not a pitch for that. As I mentioned, it's a completely uh, done and cooked and waitlisted. But something really happened in the application process. And I've now seen it happen in the application process a number of times for different things that we have created. And I've also experienced it as somebody who has applied for different things. So when you have a process where something is created and anybody who shows up 
you know, with a credit card gets in or gets to participate, you have a dynamic where it's not selected, it's not curated, you don't have to prove that you're, you know, a right fit for anything, and pretty much everyone is happy. We tend not to do that with the educational side of our company. Um, We tend to create a lot more very small, very selective programs and fairly heavily curate who's in the room. Not to pass judgment or say anybody's good or anybody's bad or better or worse. It's purely about are you a correct fit for this particular program, for the educational content, for our culture, for the promised outcome. So that means that we use applications a lot, and, and we don't use them as a sticky marketing process to just like be able to say it's application. We actually pretty heavily curate. So for example, this program that we just closed enrollment for was for 20 spots, and we got well over three times the number of applicants within a very short period of time for that number of spots. So there's this dynamic I wanted to, to bring up with you, because it really kind of stuck with me this time, and even though I've seen it repeated over and over. And that is this, that there are times where I have conversations with, I interview a lot of applicants when we do this, because I actually just want to you know, have a conversation with people so I can get to know them a little bit better, and also so that they can get to know me and ask me any questions they may have. And at the end of it, very often I'll realize it's a fit, but then sometimes I'll also realize it's really not a fit. And I try and be as kind as I can. If I, if I know right away on that phone call it's just not going to work, I'll very often share that with somebody. And I really try and couch it in a way where I'm grateful for their application, for their time, and for their conversation. And I genuinely am. But people here know Uh, against the backdrop of their lives, of whatever experiences they've brought to that moment. And it's really fascinating for me to see how some people respond fiercely differently to a no, even a kind, gentle, grateful no. So it's interesting in this last program, there were two diametrically opposing examples. One particular person, we had a great conversation, but it also became really clear through the conversation that it just wasn't quite the right fit. And I shared this. And the person resisted and kind of really wanted to have a deeper conversation because in part I was saying no to this particular program, but what it really came down to was I was also questioning probably the larger thing that they wanted to create. And inviting them to question it as well. You know, so I wasn't saying, no, it's impossible. No, you can't do it. I was just saying, this is the reality that I see in doing it. And I want that to become crystal clear to you. So that if you do move forward with it, you know, it's, it's probably not a fit for this. And I would just really encourage you to question some of your fundamental assumptions too. So that if you do choose to continue on, at least you'll have a little bit more clarity about exactly what you're committing to. And I hung up the phone and I felt a little bit bad because I felt like even though it wasn't my intention that I had to a certain extent, you know, really put somebody into a place where they're really questioning something big that they wanted to do. And I think it was that same day too, I had a conversation with somebody else. And again, great conversation, pretty respectful, but it became pretty clear during our call that it just wasn't a great fit, that it wasn't the idea, it wasn't fully formed, that it wasn't going to work with what I wanted to create, the dynamic and the culture and the outcomes that I had sought to promise people for this particular training experience. And towards the end of the call, I shared that, you know, and again, in a way that I truly tried to make as kind and grateful and respectful, and which is kind of my MO. I don't, I don't lean into people, but I'm very truthful and I'm very straightforward because I feel like it's important to be that way. 
and hung up the phone. And within 24 hours, we got emails back from both people. And one of them was saying, hey, listen, you know, I have to be honest, I, I'm really, it was a hard conversation for me. I didn't want to hear it, what, you know, was being offered, but, but I've been sitting with it. And as tough as it is, you brought up some really good points. And I'm thankful for you, even though I realize, you know, it's, it's hard not to be accepted into this. I'm thankful for you taking the time to actually go deeper into this with me and help me think it through and bring up some major things that I actually need to really sit with right now and go deeper into myself and figure out where I stand with them. So I, I, so I really appreciate your sort of strategic wisdom on this. And who knows, you know, hopefully maybe it'll be a, a fit down the road. The second email was short and to the point and abrasive, pointing out all of the failures in our process and how we really should add this and we really should add that. And it's so interesting to me to see that people respond so profoundly differently to what I would like to believe is is a grateful and graceful no. And it's been my experience that those who receive that type of what I would call, again, a graceful no as data, as thank you so much for that input. I'm going to sit on it. I'm going to see if it feels like it has value to me and I need to, to consider it in what I'm doing. And whether I do or not, I appreciate the time that you spend sharing it versus uh, somebody who receives kind of similar information and then sits there and says, I feel rejected and I need to, <laughs> it's kind of the mentality of, you know, like, hey, you're fired. You can't fire me. I quit first. So I got to quit before you fired me. That's the mentality. And when you have that mentality that carries through life and it generally ends up causing a lot of strife, a lot of miscommunication, a lot of anger, a lot of missed opportunities and closed doors. It's really similar in a lot of ways to researcher Carol Dweck's growth versus fixed mindset in that how do you take, how do you take a graceful no? Is it, do you look at it as information that you'll then integrate into however you choose to move forward? Or do you look at it as a door closing and only out of spite and carrying with it a feeling of vulnerability and disempowerment and your way to reclaim a feeling of power is to lash back out against the person who told you no so that, that you can feel like you told them a bigger no and put them in their place. And I think it's a really fascinating dynamic because when I've followed people like that moving forward, where I've had similar conversations over a period of years, it's been my experience that the person who receives the grateful no as data, they receive it gratefully as well, and then processes it and moves forward rather than attacking and trying to belittle the person who does not accept them. That person who receives the grateful no or the graceful no with a grateful lens tends to succeed many more times and very often at an exponentially greater level and the person who tends to lash out and feel the need to exert and dominate. So one of the questions I would ask is, how do you receive a graceful or even an ungraceful no? What's your response to it? Is it an immediate need to reclaim power and dominance? Or is it an ability to, to sit with it and say, huh, okay, I don't like the fact that I didn't get what I wanted, but is there data? 
in this experience that I can integrate. And even though I was told no, is there a reason to be grateful for the information that I've gathered from this? How can I integrate it into the experience moving forward and potentially use that to create what I want to create, to build what I want to build, to live a better life as I roll into this next big stage. So something to think about as you move into the new year and really seek to create things. Doors will be open, but doors will also be closed. How you handle the grateful or the graceful and very often the ungraceful no very often is as determinative of your ability to succeed as how you handle the hell yes open doors. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you found something valuable, entertaining, engaging, or just plain fun, I'd be so appreciative if you take a couple extra seconds and share it. Maybe you want to email it to a friend. Maybe you want to share it around social media. Or even be awesome if you'd head over to iTunes and just give us a rating. Every little bit helps get the word out and it helps more people get in touch with the message. I'm Jonathan Fields, signing off for Good Life Project. This story is presented by Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA produced by ACAST Creative. 25 years ago, Invesco QQQ rethought the investing landscape by providing access to the NASDAQ's 100 most innovative companies all in one ETF. With Invesco QQQ, investors saw all the possibilities that innovation could deliver. Personally, I had a wake-up call in my 30s that led me to invest deeply in myself to unlock new possibilities. I walked away from a career as a lawyer, overhauled my lifestyle through mindset and exercise and nutrition, and completely reimagined my career. And it was unsettling at times, but that investment in my potential allowed me to live so much more creatively and with purpose and passion. Invesco is proud to sponsor the new Ways to Win podcast, hosted by longtime coaches and mentors Craig Robinson and John Calipari. So in Ways to Win, the coaches use their on-court wisdom to solve for off-court problems and help you find a winning formula for success. In this clip from the show, we'll hear Craig share his advice for weighing a decision to switch from investment banking to full-time coaching. Let's take a listen. The advice that I would give somebody who's weighing a decision that is less risky or more risky, I always tell them to work back from what they're wanting to accomplish right? What the reward is, what's at the end and work back and try and set yourself up to get to where you want to get to. Because sometimes taking a risk is the right thing to do to get something that you want. And what I try and counsel people to do is not be afraid to take risks. Because if you set yourself up properly with a good education, a great network of friends, and you've got family behind you, you can usually weather most storms if things don't work out the way you thought they'd work out. So listen to Ways to Win wherever you get your podcasts to get more wisdom from Craig. Nobody knows what's ahead, but one thing's for certain. You can access tomorrow's innovation today with Invesco QQQ ETF. Let's rethink possibility. So thank you for listening to this special story brought to you in partnership with Invesco QQQ and produced by ACAS Creative. There are risks when investing in ETFs, including possible loss of money. ETFs' risks are similar to those of stocks. Investments in the tech sector are subject to greater risk and more volatility than more defined investments. The NASDAQ 100 index comprises the 100 largest non-financial companies on the NASDAQ. You can't invest directly into an index. Before investing, consider the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit Invesco.com for a prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully before investing. Invesco is not affiliated with ACAST Creative. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 
Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.